0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Millennial Motivation Podcast with me, James Hackney. Let's get inspired and let's get motivated. Welcome back Millennial to the Millennial Motivation Podcast and this second part, number two, number two, number two of the How to Overcome Procrastination Podcast. Well, podcast? Episode, series, whatever it is. I'm going to go for series. So welcome back. And if you haven't already, listen to the previous podcast because we touch on what procrastination actually is, where it comes from, and what it can cause in our daily lives, being procrastination and procrastinating on certain tasks. But if you want to stay this epi- episode and go back to it after this, that's completely fine because you're going to get some amazing value from today's episode of the podcast. And yes, it is a millennial motivation podcast. And I would just like to first, first of all say thank you so much to everybody who's left the five star reviews. I am so grateful for them. Keep them coming. Not for my benefit, just because you are allowing the podcast to reach other millennials who are looking for the motivation and the inspiration to embark on their own journey, to transform their daily routine so they can work towards their dreams and their success. And if you would like to embark and launch your dream and launch your journey, just like I did back in April 2018, and you want some guidance, you want some accountability, and you want to speak to somebody who is being where you are right now, who is stuck in that mud, then jump on at www.launchwithjames.com. Let's get your dream launched. And a quick little recap of what procrastination is. Procrastination? Procrastination is. And as I mentioned, please, please, please listen to the previous episode because it'll make a little bit more sense. Now, procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing a task or a set of tasks. It's the force that prevents you from following through on what you set out to do. And we talked about how we have our present self and our future self and how they battle against each other. Now to continue on, James talks about how we cannot rely on the long-term consequences and rewards to motivate the present self. So instead, you have to find a way to move future rewards and punishments into the present moments, so you have to make the future consequences become present consequences. So you are dragging in the future and bringing it to the present. So you're kind of creating a little bit of a loop there to create the urgency and to realise what the consequences actually are. So you have to make the future consequences become present consequences, and he talks about there being an action line, and this action line is, as you've probably guessed, when you take action, when you overcome the procrastination. And I'll post a picture on my Instagram at Millennium Motivation Podcast. Have a little look at the picture when you have chance to make get a better understanding, but the podcast now, I'll talk it through, will make a bit of sense to you, okay? Now, the example that James gives in regards to this is the action line is exactly what happens during the moment when we finally move beyond procrastination and take action. The example, let's say you have a report to write You know for weeks and weeks and weeks and we've put it off, you've delayed it, you've dragged it out and you experience a little bit of nagging pain and the anxiety about thinking oh I've got to do this by this particular day but I've got a couple of weeks to do it you know what I'm fine I'm fine but the anxiety is still there but you're still thinking about this paper that you've got to write but not enough to do anything about it. Then suddenly the day before the deadline the future consequences turn into the present consequences and you write that report just hours before it is due. The pain of procrastinating finally escalated and you ch- and you cross the action line. Now, first of all, when I first heard that example, it took me back to my school days. Well, I don't know about you millennials and if you'd agree, but we have in England, we have the six weeks holidays, like huge holidays where it finishes in about July time when we go back to school in September, but you're given homework and you're like, as soon as you get home, it's completely forgotten about. You're like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. You know what? I'll do it later on. Five and a half weeks later, you're like, oh, I haven't done that essay. Or, oh, I've still got that maths homework that I need to do. But you delay, delayed, you're delayed. And then the Sunday before you go back to school, you are rushing. You are rushing to complete the essay. Your mum and your dad are telling you, you should have done that, you know. You've had six weeks to do that. Yeah, that is the action line. That is the action line right there. And then it got me thinking as well is, do you know when we procrastinate in our daily lives currently and back then? And do you ever look back and feel that the actual procrastinating and the procrastination about whatever you were you were going to do was actually more painful than what it was like when you took action? Because as soon as you cross that action line, you have the procrastination that leads up, hits the action line. Once you've hit action, the pain begins to subside. That sound familiar? So how can we stop procrastinating then, right now, and get that action line closer so we haven't got the procrastination that is unnecessary, clutter, and unnecessary distraction, worry, and anxiety in your life. We need to make it as easy as possible for the present self to get started and trust that motivation and momentum will come after we begin, James says. So the first point is to make the rewards of taking action more immediate. So make the benefits of long-term choices more immediate then it becomes easier to avoid procrastination. And there's a strategy James touches on of known as temptation bundling. And this has come from Katie Meltman at the University of Pennsylvania. Anybody in America, around Pennsylvania, hello? But as she puts it, it's a simple put, strategy. And the strategy suggests that you bundle a behavior that is good for you in the long run with a behavior that feels good in the short run. And the basic format for this is, I will only do, in brackets, the thing that you love while doing, in brackets, thing you procrastinate on. To give you some examples and to give you some examples as well of how I've brought this into my life, okay, only watch your favourite show while ironing or doing household chores. And for me as well, is only listen to my favourite music while creating social media documents, posts and descriptions because guys, oh, I cannot tell you. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not the best on social media. I post every day, but I am not the best at creating documents, creating descriptions, networking off. It's, it's something I need to work on, but I put my favorite music on while I'm doing it. So what I do is I mix something that I love with something that I am procrastinating about. Does that make sense? The next point, number two, make the consequences of procrastination more immediate. So you are bringing the consequences forward, or back, forward, forward, no, you're bringing the consequences from the future into your present day. Now there are many ways, as James touches on, to force you to pay the cost of procrastination sooner rather than later. And one example that James touches on, to give you an example, is if you are exercising alone, skipping your workout next week won't impact your life much at all. Your health won't deteriorate immediately because you've missed that one workout. The cost of procrastinating on the exercise only becomes painful after weeks and months of lazy behaviour. And because, from my point of view, if you're procrastinating, if you're continually putting something off, you're getting in the habit, you're getting in the routine, and you're getting into that lifestyle, which can be dangerous. But if you commit to work out with a friend at 7am next Monday, Tuesday, whenever, then the cost of skipping your workout becomes more immediate. Because you miss this one workout with your friend, you look like a bit of a jerk you're going to be like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to have to ring my friend now and tell that I can't do it. And it's about that accountability. So I think you're making the consequences by creating accountability with somebody else. Okay. So where there wouldn't be a consequence of you not going to the gym on your own, there's no consequences there in the short term. But if you arrange to go with somebody else, the consequence is that accountability. Do you understand what I mean? Number three, design your future actions. And James talks about one of the favorite tools that psychologists use to overcome procrastination is called a commitment device. Commitment devices can help you stop procrastinating by designing your future actions ahead of time. To give you an example, you can curb your future eating habits by purchasing purchasing food in individual packages rather than in bulk size. You can stop wasting time on your phone by deleting games or social media apps. And a great technique that I use to reduce, but that's completely reduced my social media usage, built up more free time, built a better mindset, built more enjoyment, and built a more purpose-led phone usage. And also, reducing my phone usage hugely was on Facebook. They can't see this, by the way. Your friends can't see this. It's like a secret. Shh, shh, shh. This is a secret. But, um, yeah. This is a big, big secret is that you can unfollow people on Facebook, not delete friends. You are still friends with them, but you can unfollow them so they don't come up on your feed. So what I did is I unfollowed everyone so I could only see important and relevant things that I wanted to see about people that I care about. Instagram, a little bit more difficult. I unfollowed people. I think I unfollowed around about on my personal account, about five to six hundred people because I didn't care about them. I didn't have any interest, but I would still spend time browsing through them, just looking at the pictures that I had no interest in. And that massively worked for me. It's more efficient, I get things done quicker, I don't fill my, my mind with pointless information, so I'm designing my future actions. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? Number four, make the task more achievable. Once you begin, it's often less painful to keep working. And this one is a really good reason to reduce the size of your habits, because... If your habits are small and easy to start, then you will be less likely to procrastinate. As he's touched on at the start there, once you begin, it's often less painful to keep working. So it's about starting with the small habits to create momentum. You knew what I was going to say. You knew what I was going to say. The small habits, the small steps, which I preach about so much that you do on a daily basis, will then create the momentum for you to then start attacking bigger Habits, bigger goals, bigger routines because when you start to achieve small habits that are easy to start, you start to achieve them, you start to build self-confidence, you start to build self-belief, you start to overcome procrastination and you make the task more achievable because then you just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because you want to start attacking the bigger goals because you're used to succeeding, you're used to achieving the habits this is really important because small measures of progress help to maintain momentum over the long run, which means you're more likely to finish large tasks. The faster you complete a productive task, the more quickly your day develops an attitude of productivity and effectiveness. And that last point there, making your first action a success. The morning routine, which I touch on numerous times, you win your mornings, you win your day. If you create your, your first action that you do in a day is a success. Your subconscious will want more and more success, creating the momentum. And once you start taking the small steps, completing the small habits, it's like it's like rolling a snowball down a hill that's full of snow. You start the small snowball. If you know you've seen the cartoons where the snowball starts off really perfectly small, perfectly small. You got the snowball, and the character then rolls it down the bank. And it starts off slow, gaining more and more momentum. And as it goes down, it gets bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That is exactly what this will do for you. By making the initial task, the initial habits more achievable, you'll start to build momentum like the snowball. So you can approach and attack the bigger habits with, and the bigger goals with less procrastination, if any procrastination at all, creating the momentum. So create the momentum of a snowball rolling down the hill. Now, just to recap on them four tactics and them four ways that you can beat procrastination. The first was to make the rewards of taking action more immediate. Number two, make the consequences of procrastination more immediate. Number three, design your future actions. And number four, make the task more achievable. And thank you so much, James Clear, for the article. I will link to it in the show notes, as I mentioned already. But my question to you is, which one stands out for you? Each of these works, they're proven to work, and I have seen the success myself. But what could you achieve by eliminating procrastination? What are you procrastinating on currently? That By applying these simple techniques, one, two techniques to overcome that, what could you do to that procrastination? What could you achieve? And I would love to hear about what's keeping you stuck at the moment in time, the difficulties that you're facing. Please, please, please reach out on social media, a Millennial Motivation podcast. I promise I will reply because I'm not the best at posting stuff, but I love to hear from you guys, which I get direct messages, Once, twice a day for millennials like yourself who are looking for the help, who are looking for the aid to help them to get them start moving in the right direction. To get that snowball, that small snowball and roll it down the hill so it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and create the momentum. And the next podcast will be about how you can continue to eliminate procrastination and build momentum. If I can do it, if James Hackney can do it, average James Hackney who never achieved anything more than an ordinary, depressed, no confidence, settling for the average blueprint of life in 2018 to starting to roll his snowball down the hill to bring success habits into his life, then you most certainly can. If I've seen a change in myself, if i kickstarted my journey, then you most certainly can do this, millennial. I promise you. I would love to hear about your dream. I would love to hear about how we can create your momentum. So head over to www.launchwithjames.com. Let's get launching your snowball down that hill. I love that analogy, by the way. I'm going to use that a lot more often. And I will see you in the next podcast. Hit subscribe, hit five stars, and leave a comment. And millennials, remember, your habits and your routines all work towards your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Millennial Motivation Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you could head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show as well as leave the rating, that would be amazing. And if you have any questions, head over to Instagram at Millennial Motivation Podcast and drop me a DM.